You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live this week, featuring news and commentary on this week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live this week, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live this week. I am your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me are the dancing duo, Courtney Stewart. (laughs) What's up, everybody? What what is that? I don't have room. What is that? That's what I was like, okay. That's what I'm like, uh, Karate Kid. (laughs) Wax off, wax off, wax off. off. (laughs) All right, we also have DJ Jesse J, who's giving us all the moves. What's up? It's Friday. I have to figure out why I do that. Only on this show do I ever. What's that? That's true. That's right, because you get hype when you see it. Because I do lots of shows with you and you don't do that. He gets real excited. Just on this one, Daryl, you just bring it out. Yeah, I bring out the excitement. That's right. All right, we got an exciting show today, actually. You do, brother. Yeah, I do. What does that mean? That's real. All right, we're going to talk about that later. You got his Sean King glasses on, you know. That's right. I got his Sean King glasses on, apparently. And I also have a lot of topics that we're going to talk about today, including controversy sparks over. The race of Mr. Sean King, who Jesse just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta adds a transgender to the cast. Hey, hey, hey. Say what? And there are updates on the charges that have been filed in Ferguson, Missouri, oh, a year Lord, after Michael mercy. Brown's death, which is just crazy. But first, we're going to read the results from last week's Buzzmeter question, which was, are you going to see Straight Outta Compton? We obviously had a big conversation about that. Yes, we We did. all saw it. And 74% of you said yes, and 26% of you said no. Mm. I was actually really surprised by that twenty six percent. Maybe they're under the age of eighteen, or, or sixteen, right? Okay, well, maybe. Or yeah. they are not feeling the parts of Straight Outta Compton that were left out, mm-hmm. right? That all the controversy Which this you can week. Out they that. didn't Tea. feed the narrative on the beat. Right. Yes, you can. Like but well, our contest last week, Dario, I think you actually won. Yep. Oh, what was the contest? Because okay. remember, we all bet like how much money the show would make, the movie would make, yes. and the person that came closest without going over was you. And what prize do I get? You get the prize of getting Just to say you won that. something in life. All right, I expect and a that, bottle of tequila or something. Oh, it was my birthday okay. this week, so at least That's you guys true. could you know, give me a prize. That's why we're going tequila. Tomorrow. All right, so first drink on you. People. Sure. All right. That's but great. That includes your birthday gift. <laughs> And what's the buzz me your question today? Because you guys don't have it written down on my paper, so why don't you guys read it? We have to write it down. No, for what you. was it? Is there? Is there still a need or purpose for HBCUs? Because they're on the struggle bus right now. We and we're going to talk about, about that today. Yeah. But first, we're going to talk about trending topics with DJ Jesse J. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't want none unless you. Have. All right. Okay. So the reason I'm singing that. So you popping that? Sorry, I felt bad. She had a little pop over I there. Had it. Okay. Pop, pop. So Azalea Banks, when she saw the unveiling at Madame Tussauds of Nicki Minaj's wax figure, said, "How disrespectful! Of course, white people would take." <laughs> The first female in hip-hop who got her own wax figure and put her in this position. Are you kidding me? How degrading. And, well, she may not have been a little off because pictures have been circulating with this wax figure in which people have been, mainly this one of this man putting his face in her ass. Um, <laughs> there were several faces several in her faces ass. In the and ass. And in the front. And peen in the front. Peen yeah. in the front. Yeah. Yeah. Lot. Hitting it yeah. doggy style. Yeah. Doodle Browns. A whole bunch of situations. Um, and well, 
Madame Tussauds has taken notice of this, and they are now going to be adding extra security. Now, this is, I just want to say this. This is not the first time that this happened. I've worked at Madame Tussauds for many years. And People are always defiling. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I did some things to The Rock. And, you know, when you're in a room with something... <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you're in a room with something for so long, and you're like... You might rub on it. How much are these wax figures? Like, how detailed are these wax figures? You know, you might want to so take a peek. So you want to discover. They're not very detailed. Um, just saying go. that. But we also had, like, an Usher one, right? And, like, we would come into the room, and people would have just undone the belts, the oh, shirts open. Really? I mean, they look really real and like in certain so pictures. Yeah, certain they angles. do, but some of them look either really exactly like the person yeah. or they look completely opposite yeah. of the person. Sometimes it's not an in-between. No, I'm telling you, I used to have to do this red carpet one in The Rock. His eyes just, it would freak me out. And then at night when they shut some of the lights down, just the like floodlights are on, walking through there, it's Freaking creepy. The Prince is just the weirdest one. I, see, I was going to say, I like Prince because it's actually his height. No, yeah, and it's scary, though. <laughs> and I like the Halle Berry one, too, but that's different. All right, so they put some security Minaj. for Nicki Minaj, so there y'all have it. You was right, Azalea. But see, her face looks a little weird to me, though. It's a little Lucy Lou for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And, and you can't blame them. I mean, technically, she did that pose. She did that pose, so. and she's not mad about it, by no. the way. No. She's no. tweeted about it that she likes it. Do so. you guys think... Like they could have picked it because I mean, remember we talked. I don't know if we, it was you guys, but we, they talk about that they change their clothes every couple months. Yeah, but in this position, you can't really unless she gets her hands in the Hall of Fame on the Hollywood Walk thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they can put her in whatever dress she wears and make it look like she's putting her hands in. I mean, they could change her bikini up a little, you know. But does it offend you, Courtney? Does it offend me? As a black woman. I mean, no, I'm not offended, but I do think it's distasteful. But I thought the album that... I thought that, that was distasteful, yeah. and she, if she did it and she was fine with it, like I, I'm not mad at Madame Tussauds for taking what became a big deal that she decided to do, and, and she argued an with MTV saying it was such a pop culture phenomenon. So, so there you go. So, so, I, mean, I mean, sex sells. This is what she has grown a lot just, of her image off of. I, mean, I could, a I black feel like woman and in the, basically an animal. Like it just, I just, I just feel like it, it should have been more of the Anaconda cover versus this one because this one. I, I, listen, I like it, but then it is. Sort of disrespectful, a little bit, I, I, a little bit. I okay, mean, out of all cover, the poses, are you kidding me? People would be underneath that, like, yeah, I <laughs> guess. But this is just super sexual. I just you know water. what I mean? <laughs> it's just super sexual. So. There's no winning with either. There's of no them. winning. But listen, <laughs> so. if she's all right with it, I'm all right with it. All right. Well, and they have changed it too. They're changing it. They said they're putting like decorations. They're putting decorations it too, around like, it. To yeah, keep people from being. Yeah, because like, they thought the pictures or what people were doing were too too sexual. Because people were humping it. Yeah. Like, but how can I mean honestly though? I mean that's what they had to expect. Come on. And they do it with other statues too, but this one's just asking for it. Like you know how many girls in front of the Usher one would be like? But if I were Nicki, uh, I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> I just think I somebody's got a real sense of humor too. Right? If you were Nicki Minaj, it's not even a rational thing to Like whatever. Moving on. All right. Moving on. So Twitter went ham because um, a website uh, by the name of Breitbart, they had claimed that the <laughs> Black Lives Matter, Sean King, the head of Black Lives Matter, um, who started some of the protests. Yeah, activists. Activists. Um, well, basically came out to say that they did some research and um, figured out that he might be uh, a doppelganger like our little Miss Rachel. Rachel. Numero dos. Um, 
This article came out basically stating that his mother and father are both white, which, if you are to look deeper into it, you will see on his birth certificate that there is someone by the name of Jeffrey Wayne King, who is his father and um, on birth certificate. But however, Sean has had so much backlash from this that he's had to come out and make some statements, one being that the man on the birth certificate is not his biological father. Um... Did it just sound like an ocean just came? Yeah, it did. but it's the AC praise the Lord. It did. Um, so he basically said that that is not his real father. Um, it's that one of those days, guys. It's no, sorry, those sorry. It is that Friday. Um, he also came out to say that the reports are lies, but it's not my biological father, and I want to protect my mother um, and not give a detail give detailed information on the affair. Apparently, him and all of his family, Ooh, um, all of his brothers skeletons. and sisters, have different uh, parents. So, so he did give the tea on his mama. Yeah, he did. Did he, he really say affair? Or he kind of alluded to the affair, but did he actually say affair? He alluded to yeah. it being an affair, um, and that he didn't want to put his mother's business out without. Like he's he's saying like there was an affair. She did step out. However, he's not going to give names or anything right. like that. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Do we care? Do we... Are we tired of this? Are we... <laughs> I just don't even know what to think. Like, what's going on Are we in the looking world? at him thinking he white? I mean, he could be white. He could be mixed. We come like, in all colors and shades. Know. And then his you wife came out and wrote this She made a statement. I actually have it. Situation. Yeah. This is, her name is Ray King, and what she says is, regarding his race, he has never lied, not once. His story is beautifully difficult and painful, and I've actually encouraged him to tell it publicly because it is a unique expression of this country's ridiculous history with race. <laughs> she said, but it is his story on his terms. When he's ready to tell it, out of respect for his mother, he will. Mama was in love with a black man. <laughs> I'm in love with a black man. I mean, what? I mean, do you, brother? If he has not, like, specifically lied, then keep your business private. Like, whatever. Yeah, but here's... This story actually sort of confuses me because the fact now they're really looking into the fact that when he was uh, in high school, he got into a fight. And and he's from Kentucky, and he said something in reference to it was a a race-related fight. fight. And it was... um, uh, a hate crime yes. is what they were calling it, and so that's what he called it. And then his family saying it wasn't a hate crime. He's white. His dad is white. <laughs> so, and then all now, and then he also said that he got beat up by like several, like a posse of people. Yeah. And then there's reports that it was really just him and somebody else. I mean, it's a lot of weird he might things be a, a that are in the story. Yeah, yeah. well, see, that's and, the thing. Like, if it comes out that you've been lying about all this stuff, then it is a problem. Boy like, who cries wolf? But how do you? Well, here's here here is my thing. My only problem with it, I was watching CNN and Don Lemon was talking about this because he was he was saying he loves saying that just because he's, <laughs> just so, brilliant he's so brilliant. Yes, he is. But he was saying that's my fault, baby. Fault. First of all, he he kind of could <laughs> relate to to Sean because he said that he's a he is a prodigy of his birth certificate saying a, a certain man's name, but it's not really his dad. Okay, Lamone. So. You know, that's there was not the issue, though. I know, but but there, that is sort of the issue in one regard because that's kind of what Sean is saying. You know, so Don is white. Don's, <laughs> yeah, Don that is white. No, that's, that, is, that is not Don what is Don is saying. A lemon. That is not what Don is saying. <laughs> but then he was also speaking about the credibility. Yes, Here's my thing: I have fair. no problem with you being white 
or whatever race you are and being the head of something that that you support and love black lives matter if you are a white person and want to support that and bring in money like sean has you know what go for it you better work you better work you know what i'm saying but here's the thing my problem with it though it loses its credibility if what you if what you Claim to be is not the truth. If you especially claim if your parents be, are like totally disregarding it, right? But at the same time, if Mama was a Rolling Stone, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she but, has to be like, Yo, but this, that's what I'm saying. This story's not over. Yeah. We're gonna find out more about this because he, when he decides to tell the story about yeah. whatever the mom did, and this maybe, is actually you know, Rachel's brother. Right. Well, and and there's a lot of criticism for that too because they're saying how come he didn't get the same pressure that Rachel did because Rachel inevitably had to do had to leave her post and they're saying how come he's not kind of getting that same pressure that Rachel did. Well, so. currently he has not been proven to have been a straight up liar. Like there's a possibility that he is of multiple and he's saying biracial. Biracial. She's saying she. She is said black. she was black and she definitely knew. I mean, but if you're white and you're saying not. you're biracial, she it's knew still she the purchased that Michael well, Brady. If that is proven, I'd rather her have said time, that she was biracial. Well, actually. at this time, he hasn't been proven fully to have to, to be a white person that's not mixed. So Rachel straight up said she was black and definitely knew she was not. So right, that's right. why she got a lot of heat. But good luck, girl. Good luck. Good luck, good luck Sean. We look forward to seeing how this story develops, though. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's all you got for us. That is all I have. But um, whatever you guys are watching on TV, make sure you check out our sister site, AfterBuzz TV. Whatever your favorite TV show is, as soon as it's done, head over to AfterBuzz TV, and we'll be buzzing about it. All right, cool. Thank you, DJ Jesse J. We're gonna move on to gossip with mm-hmm. Courtney Stewart. Speaking of buzz, the buzz of one of our favorite shows, guys, Real Housewives of Atlanta. They have started shooting. They have started shooting season eight, and word on the street is one of the new members of the cast is a transgender model, makeup artist, and beauty consultant. Her and former is, child star, too, what I read, too. I don't know what show that was, but they said former child star. Really? There you go. Her you name's Amaya looking, Scott, guys. Her name's Amaya Scott, formerly known as Arthur Scott, I believe. Uh, so she's been rumored to have been romantically linked to Soldier Boy, oh. Wiz Khalifa. What? And um, currently, Bravo has not like made any formal announcement of what her role is in terms of if she's an actual housewife, is she a friend of a housewife, or is she somebody that kind of just shows up? But she was definitely shooting um, at the uh, hair care uh, launch that Kenya. Kenya's hair is coming out, guys. Her hairline's finally coming out. But I but thought were, her hair was I real. Her hair was real. Her hairline is finally coming oh, out. Oh, okay. Interesting. Her hair care products, I guess is a better okay. way to say that. And so they're shooting. They were shooting at a launch party she was having for the hair care line, and uh, Amaya was there. And, of course, Kim Fields, who's joined the cast. And supposedly we also have the return of a few other people. That's right. Who have been gone for some time. Miss Sheree Whitfield mm-hmm. is back. Sheba Sheree. And Marlo Hampson is coming back. So they're hoping to spice it up because Nene is apparently still gone and hasn't really signed on to show back up for random appearances. So they gotta try to give us something interesting and they think Miss Maya Scott might be the one to do it. Well... I don't believe that she's going to get a peach. Oh, she's definitely. Yeah, that was the question: if she's going to get a peach. No way. I think that this is from what I heard is that they're testing it out to Mm -hmm. see how she does on the show, and she's going to come on as like a friend, yeah, a friend or something like a um, Miss J or something like that. Yeah. See how it works out. Then maybe she can shack up with somebody and then get a peach. Yeah. 
Well, well there, you go. there you go. And this is a week of transgenders being in the public eye because Sorry. Obama hired his first transgender in the yeah. White House. So, well, hey, there you, go. you know, it's in the press. It's, it's hot press. and people want to see it. So it's good TV. Yeah, they're they're hoping for some good ratings. So, yeah, honey, good luck. Caitlin might be uh, the new black because she might be going to jail. True. Yeah, that. that's yeah. the truth. And that's sad. Ooh. But speaking of might be going to jail. <laughs> oh, that was perfect, actually. Columbus wow. Short. That was really good. Back in the news, guys. <laughs> you just made Chelsea had an outer body experience, though. Because I just can't. I just I don't even want to talk about it. So I'm literally like I like my I have a sentence about it. I'm hilarious at this point. In the day, <laughs> just what happened? The very talented, oh boy, beautiful, beautiful black man. Formerly known as Columbus Short. Yeah. The real Columbus Short, please. Formally, stand up, formally known we as, don't know where you are. Formerly known as the second black man from an ABC hit show that oh, disappears that after disappears they messed right up. Away. Well, yeah. he hadn't really disappeared, y'all, because apparently he's got an album coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was at a release party for his album at Universal City Walk in LA. Stop it, people. Come on. And while he was at his all album release party. <laughs> The bounty hunter rolled up and arrested him. I can't. This, they need a TV show. That's how we all feel about this whole story. He got arrested again. There was a warrant out, apparently. Bounty hunter came and got him. He tried to argue with the bounty hunter and say he didn't understand, and that's why he should be allowed to not be arrested. And he was arrested all on camera, everybody saw. Because... He was out. TMZ didn't get their hands TMZ on it. TMZ got it. Oh, they did. No, they definitely got it. They broke the story. What's messed up about media, though, is that that's so planned. You know what I'm saying? Like out of all, the, they could have got him at his home before. Why do they have to go to his party? Well, they well, no, knew they he knew would be there. Yeah, that's what well, it comes down know, to. It's I'm like sure, when you get served with papers. Know. I'm sorry, the bounty hunters are, so, are look. They always park places and are looking but at, at home, what you're doing. They can't like barge into your house and grab you off your property. You can yeah, pretend but grab like you as you're walking to the door or going to get your mail. If you come out and you see a bounty hunter, you Gonna run back in the house and lock the door. Get in your car. I mean, it's just, I just feel like it's the deterioration of the black man conspiracy. What is he? Wow. What did he do? He did remember. something. He did something, but he I'm did. saying they didn't have to go to the man's. Can he get him after the album release party? Let him have Bitch, one moment. Come on, of joy. Sierra got served on stage, stage in the middle of her concert. Because they know they have to get you where they know they can get you with the least amount of resistance. He's in public, there's a whole bunch of people around. They know he's gonna be there. They roll up and they take him. Uh, I guess. That's so, Columbus, I don't know what's going on. You're 32 years old. You're coming up a little short. You're talented, you're beautiful, and you're failing. Is this off of the beating thing? It's off the, yes. yeah, the domestic The domestic dispute. abuse thing. And, yeah. Well, from one note, hit show note to, to everybody, another. go to your court dates. That's the lesson learned. Um, mm. Go to your court dates, pay your fines. Pay your fines. Because they will come and get you. And don't try to pretend like, oh, I didn't know or I forgot because they don't care. They, they don't. don't. They, they will stack you with an $895 m- ticket. Knows. I sure He's do. Been there. And please believe Jesse Jenny going to raise hell down at this period court. That's right. Well, Sorry, that was a see. personal experience. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you went there with that. You had a moment. I felt the energy to the left of me. But um, if you want to experience Jesse Janity having more of these moments, you can go to Black Hollywood Live on iTunes and look at many shows that Jesse's on, including The Beat, which he hosts. He's the face of the network. He's guys. the face of the network right now. Who knew? Wait, which I do. Just want, let's, can we please just say this right now, people? Well, let's just address this. I am white. 
You're Greek. I'm Greek. And stop I just lying. love no, Black Hollywood. No, we're not Sean saying King, that. stop lying. Because I don't want Bossett to write up. <laughs> this boy been up here. That black man been telling everyone he Puerto Rican. He I'm not, not Puerto Rican. I am Greek. 100% love being Greek. Well, technically you are black. Why? Because everybody's from the motherland. No, honey. everybody. Um, Even though the Greeks still want to believe they no, no, are no. only from Greece. Honey, the Greeks know. Y'all know. We were born like the sea. Just planted out, honey. We fell from Mount Olympus. Y'all came from he the said continent. Mount Olympus. Of See, this is the type of thing that you need to go to iTunes and look up all the shows that Jesse Janney is on because you're going to get this style of entertainment. Hey, please not so promote pl- me. Please do that. Please do that. The Greek. A Black Hollywood Live. The Black Greek. I'm the Black Greek. A Black Hollywood Live. Please go to all his shows on iTunes. Give him a five and give the other shows a five. And if you don't want to give those shows a five, let us know why because we will continue to figure out how to give you the best programming that we can. But please support us. We are building our subscribers. We're building our views. If you guys love us, let people know. Let people know that you love Black Hollywood Live and Jesse Janity, the Greek. <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on to the Eero Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, it has been it's the month of August, obviously, and it has been a year since the death of Michael Brown. Mm. And uh, there's been a lot of controversy that has restarted in everything that happened last summer with him, because obviously there was protesting that happened, and people were arrested, there were police officers, and all these shields, and tanks, and gas, and you would have thought we were in World War XV, and... A lot of these protests were actually very peaceful, is what a lot of people complained about. And what has happened since then is that recently several of the protesters a year later have started to get summons for their charges. So it's really starting to be a crazy situation because people are like, why is this legal? You know, it's hap- it's a year later. You know, a lot of these people were individuals who were protesting. A lot of the people who were also in the bigger groups who were protesting and started to get these summons. And it's starting to spark a lot more controversy back in the city after it seemed like it was kind of starting to die down and things were slowly getting back to normal. Well, there's a statement that has been made, uh, a statement issued by the American Civil Liberties Union, the Advancement Project and Arch City Defenders said, the arrest action is a blatant violation of the constitutional rights and appalling misuse of our already overburdened court system. A lot of people also are fearful that it's going to be some type of retaliation because they're saying if you're starting to put these summons to these protesters who, theoretically, there could be some lawsuits that they could turn around and say because of the way they were treated by the police, this is going to open up a bigger umbrella to this entire situation. They're what do you guys think about money. it? That's all it is after dealing with L.A. out here and what the situations are just with this kind of basic stuff. I can just imagine all they're trying to do is he has a group of people now. We can go in there. We probably won't get all of them, but we can rape about half of them and make some sort of income from that. That's really where I think it's coming from because there's no reason. If this was a peaceful protest, why are they being summoned? What do you think, Courtney? I mean, my understanding of it is like, okay, so the people that they were that were arrested at the time are now being charged with the crimes that they were arrested for. To me, okay, from a, assuming from a legal perspective, they were arrested, so eventually charges would come down. But a year but later? My, I mean, processing takes time, like, it, it happens. But my thing is, it's one of those times, like, I'm all about, like, we have laws, we should follow our laws, like, whatever. But at some point, like, the laws and common sense may come into conflict, and I feel like common sense would say at this time, 
whatever charges to be dropped unless there was somebody specifically that like you know shooting shooting that's, or that's like exactly weapons that point. kind of thing yeah. like so I I don't and I don't know what the process would be in that town or whatever for whoever what judge could do whatever if the DA needs to say you know what I'm not going to press charges and that's why these people aren't going to be charged with anything like because I would think that after the incident that happened with Michael Brown, then the protests, then the government doing the investigation into the city of Ferguson yeah. and seeing the corruption in the police department and all of those things, it would seem to me that intelligence would say, we're going to put a pass on this one. Right. And it's not it's not worth the cost. And I don't really know how the city would make really money out of this. If, if anything, it's costing the city more money it to is. process all these uh, charges and to go through any kind of court hearings for anything. So it's costing the taxpayers, who are the people that they are arresting and charging, more money because that's their tax money going towards this stuff. So I just, it to me, it doesn't make any sense overall. I'm sure there's one or two people or a few people that maybe were really doing some ish that they deserve to be arrested for sure, and absolutely. should be charged with something but the idea that they're saying everybody that they arrested is going to be charged everyone. to me was absolutely absurd. literally the CNN line was everyone arrested yeah. in Ferguson there's no number no not There's as a no yet. Number. So, and then that also could be media hype. So, I don't know to the extent what to what extent it all actually is. But and to me, intelligence would say to anybody like this ain't something we need to do in our community right now. Drop the charges and move on. But and, here's my thing. I agree with you, Courtney, in the sense of if people did something wrong, you know, if you were throwing things at the cops, if you were shooting bullets in the air, and you were a part of that portion of the protest. Absolutely, you have to suffer your consequences. But they were literally saying that a lot of these people were just kind of standing on yeah, the sidewalk protesting. They were protesting. just, they were just you know, they were in a group and they were protesting, but they weren't doing anything theoretically wrong. Yeah. And why open up this window again? We are not in a time where this needs to happen again. You know what I mean? This is going to cause a bigger issue. Why do you want to start that fire again there? That like to me, it, it's like that's stupidity it thinking goes beyond. Uh, logic. To it me. just seems it's like dis- the fires, disrespectful to me. Yeah, but I mean, it just seems like the media is starting fires across the board. I mean, even down to the Sean King situation, it's just like. But what's the benefit to this? What what are you what are you trying to accomplish out of this by opening up this wound again? They're calling literally media is calling this a scab. I and really it's think like, segregation is the overall goal. I think to keep everybody separated. I really I don't know crazy. my conspiracy theory. It just it's there. That and that's what I personally believe because it, none of this stuff makes sense. It's just like all of a sudden. All of a sudden, no. Things have been happening for the longest time. And now all of a sudden, the media is just painting. It's like, oh, well, this young uh, black child got shot. This person got shot. This person got shot. Well, why haven't you been talking about this for the past 10 to 15 years? No, you're right. And And now all of a sudden, everything is about this racially charged everything. It's like, well, this person's racist. This person's not black now. This person's this. Now we're going to look under with a microscope. It's just freaking weird. And then also, you're going to do it on basically the anniversary of Michael Brown's death, which was August 9th. And now we're just rubbing dirt. It's just rubbing dirt. You know what I mean? It's rubbing alcohol on the wound. You know what I mean? But speaking to your conspiracy theory. What you got? I don't think it's any coincidence. Personally, that all this is all sort of manifesting itself so often and so regularly in the last two years of an Obama presidency. 
I'm waiting for him to speak out on this. Though. Well, I don't. He hasn't not, said, I, I, me, I haven't seen anything about, about him, him saying anything. Out. I feel like it's sort of a setup to show, but like, see the chaos that happens when the black man's in the office. Yeah, no, and he I hasn't agree. done anything, and now it's time to vote. And people are like, well, he black obviously couldn't do anything. Can, yep. And black people are mad at Obama too. So like, great, don't like he no, hasn't done right. shit. Let's vote on this side because they're trying to whatever. So, Setting it up for the next situation. I just feel like it's kind of. It's sad. I'm with you. It's I'm sad. Conspiracy all up in my head. Because the, the chaos has definitely always existed, and these people have been suffering, which was shown by those freaking DOJ reports, and was revealed by Obama's presidency, which we have not had prior to now. Like, why is it surprising, or why is it the case that we have never inspected our police or held them to any sort of accountability in terms of on a federal level, really? Yeah. It would cost Statistically, too much money. it costs too much oh, money. Will this cost when, freaking money, too? By the way... Poor policing in minority communities has existed pretty much from the start of policing in this country. Like, it's not a new thing, like, police brutality in minority communities. Like, that's existed during Jim Crow. It existed during slavery. Like, that. It's it's straight out of Compton. So, whatever. I don't know. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. I'm moving to Barbados. I know that's right. Me too. I'm moving with my family in Haiti. Um, So, um, yeah, I was just gonna. It may not be. All right, it may not be. But the last story about Barbados. How come we thought? All right, the last story today that's also has a lot of struggle that's in the news right now is HBCU universities. Mm -hmm. Um, So there has been some information about how there has been a lot of decline with students that have been attending and graduating to those universities, and in comparison to HBCUs versus regular universities and Ivy leagues, there has been a just lackluster lesson amount of lessened amount of black students graduating from these universities. Now the report shows that one, like I mentioned, graduation rates at HBCUs are on the decline. On average it's fifty nine percent that is graduating from these universities where it used to be seventy percent. Oh, versus wow. <laughs> The, some of the students that are at the uh, Ivy League universities, there's a 90% graduation rate versus the HBCUs. Uh, fewer students are choosing to attend HBCUs. They said fundraising is a major problem as well for HBCUs. For example, Brown University receives $3.2 billion in funding versus Howard, which is actually at the top tier of the, the African-American universities, yeah. obviously. And it's the richest one out of all of them, and it receives $586 million. That's a huge difference. We can all calculate that. Also, reports predict that the number of HBCUs will fall from 104 to 35 in the future. Um, Experts believe that there's a post-racial society that's assisting in the HBCU downfall. What do you guys feel about that? I mean, we hear it. I mean, Raven Simone on the view, she'd be talking about her millennials. And I just feel like the younger generation is growing up in a place where it's not important to be around your own, I guess, uh, in that sense of it. And I look at it as different generations. I mean, when I look at, like, my my family and my parents, my great-grandparents and all that, it was, oh, you know, we want you to be only hang out with the Greek kids. And it was right. very trying to keep it in the Greeks. I mean, me and my brother were like, girl... I ain't checking for that, you know? So, and I think we're moving in a generation where millennials are, like, looking at this, like, no, you know, I don't want to categorize myself, and we want to hang out with all of my friends. I don't care. I don't want to put it in a, you know, that's where I'm looking at it from, as far as where the numbers could be. And also, I want to hear what you have to say, Courtney, but HBCUs initially were created to educate African Americans when they couldn't get the education at these other places. But now, that's 
change. I mean, that's what integration did in general to black communities and black business and that kind of thing. Like, once you are allowed in those other spaces and there's a certain value that's placed on those because the people in power are still coming out of those. Because I can speak, I didn't go to an HBCU. In fact, it was kind of frowned upon to go to an HBCU. In your your family? in In my family, but even in the people that I feel like I was around in college, like, we were very much taught, like, you're trying to get in the top ten. Like, you you want to be at the Yales or the Princeton's right. or, in my case, I went to Northwestern and, you know. You were so, smart, huh? You were but, smart. But, but that's the thing, like, they, the, we were, it was sort of, nobody specifically said, well, Howard is shit. But right. there was a sense that what you got at Howard was not going to be what you got at Northwestern. It was not even equal and it would not be looked at as equal mm-hmm. when you were trying to find a job. So, for us. Do you think that that's really true to that? To mm-hmm. a certain degree, if I were working in, like, corporate world because like especially like people that like you were going to go on for professional degrees like and a lot of my friends went on to get their law degrees at various places and things like that and they wanted to get into the top universities for law and there's so much competition because a lot of people are going to college even though like some of those numbers are sort of changing because of the price of college right now but to get into like we were really taught like you go to the like try to get in the top 10 school and you do great there because that's what's going to translate into getting your postgraduate degree from somewhere amazing that's going to get you this high paying amazing corporate job and life is going to be grand right. so I, in that regard like that's why the HBCUs kind of fault like they lose I personally think I don't know the exact numbers they maybe lose some of those top tier talent because we're trying to get into Harvard and right. we're trying to go to you know some right. of the uh top level schools in this country and they're not really looked at as the strongest. Are they strong at black universities that have done wonderful things over the years? Absolutely. But I I wonder, because I've thought about it since before reading the story actually like how much because Morris Brown in Atlanta and stuff was having major financial trouble and like losing accreditation and stuff like that and I was like is it really necessary anymore well here's the thing though statistically though HBCUs still produce top the top black professionals for example 70% of America's black doctors have a degree from HBCU 35% of black lawyers and 50% of black engineers and teachers are all HBCU alumni so, I mean, it's still working. And, you know, I, I think, yeah, I agree with the millennial that it's a changing thing, but I just don't want to see HBCUs go out like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how they can't. Yeah. I mean, because, but what can they do differently to... Well, because I, I just, they don't have the the power behind them the way that some of these other universities do. And it's weird and it sucks, but it's about money. But what but if, if it you was have to a child, integrate? Would you more? let your child go to an HBCU? Actually, this is a question for both of you because there are plenty of non-African Americans that attend. Um, if HBCUs. I went to an HBCU, I wish I went to an HBCU. I would have got my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even tell so you crazy. that. Would be a whole other person. Would sure, whole I would not person. be a black Hollywood liar. <laughs> I would have been pregnant down in Atlanta. I'm just. <laughs> You're so uh, crazy. Pregnant, you're so pregnant. pregnant. I'm kidding. It's Come on, I'm sorry. Yeah. But no, what I was just <laughs> yeah. going to say to that is maybe if they did kind of integrate more, <laughs> you know, did it make it like, I don't know, if they integrated more cultures into the HBCU, but kept the criteria focused. 
Well, it's not like they say like you. Anybody can apply to an HBCU. Well, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of or known. even scholarships. They 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 say that they give scholarships. They give scholarships to, scholarships to lots of different to people. Try to who say they, my guns. Yeah, you could have gotten yes. a Greek scholarship so to irritated. Howard, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to be Native American. Rachel I grew up with got one. I wanted to be Native Let's American so bad because yeah. they get the best scholarships. Well, you know what, everybody? I know we all, you know, support <laughs> a lot of universities, but also support, support your HBCUs because there well, is... And part of that is the alumni responsibility. Very like, true. And, and I, I know it's a stereotype, but there is the stereotype that black folks, once they make it, aren't so great about giving back and coming back to their communities and that doesn't apply to everybody. I said it was a stereotype. But if that stereotype is starting to manifest a little bit truth with these HBCUs, the alumni that are succeeding and doing amazing things have to be a part of the process of keeping the money flowing to these schools and encouraging recruitment. Because that's the only way that it's going to stay alive. That's true. Because they are business, guys. These are private universities. That's very true. Well, you know what? If you guys have some suggestions on how HBCUs can continue to flourish and, and do great things, let us know. Tweet us. You, leave you, it in the buzzer meter question. Leave it in the meter question. Yeah, let know. You know, let us know on YouTube. <coughs> Go to iTunes and give us a comment about it because we really want to know. I mean, we, maybe we could help solve this call problem. Dario. Ca- call, call Dario. Call Dario. Call Dario. Yes, exactly. Five, five, five. You could call me, actually. I don't mind. All right, Courtney, where can fans find you? <laughs> Your girlfriend, Mike. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. <laughs> Jesse, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Jesse J. And you can find me at Dario Christian on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next week. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.